Welcome to the All In Your Head podcast, where we get all in your head. We are a mental health podcast focused on anything and everything mental health. We will have special guests ranging from mental health experts, mental health advocates, and just everyday people with real struggles. We will share laughs, we will share cries, but most importantly, we will have real conversations about mental health. So with that being said, let's get all in your head. Woohoo! So we are going to talk about exercise today and how this fits into the performance series is we are using the Spire Performance to really guide this series and we're starting at the bottom, the foundation. And the foundation, as I define it, is physical health, caring for the body through proactive and responsive practices. And so in physical health, I really take a look at exercise, which we're going to talk about today, diet, which I, I know you also know a lot about, sleep. And then also your relationships with uh, drugs and alcohol. So those are all really important. And as a therapist uh, who, you know, most of my work involves the mind, right? And uh, mental health issues and different things like that. With anyone who I work with, we start at the physical health dimension. I I, I want to know what people's habits are in regards to their physical health. And the reason why is because I've seen people make significant changes in their life just by tweaking some of their habits as it relates to physical health. And as a therapist, that makes my job a lot easier, right? And it makes a big difference. And so that's why I'm glad we're having this conversation today, Gina. So why don't you just introduce yourself? Who are you and what do you do? Yes. Hi. Oh my gosh. And so many of the things that you just said right now, Jamie, speak to my personal story. So hi, everyone. Um, I'm Gina Brissetta. I am a mom to three crazy boys. Um, I have my own health and fitness, nutrition, personal training, all that fun stuff company myself. So I live and breathe this stuff, but just to give a little background on me, um, I did not plan to go down this route. I actually went to school for psychology, um, was a former athlete myself, was always used to working multiple jobs at a time. Um, I was busy. That's just all I knew. And then I decided I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, um, and I loved it, loved everything about it, but that clearly shifted some things in my world. And exactly what Jamie, you said, um, it kind of led me down a really negative path because I wasn't as active anymore as I Mm -hmm. used to be. I wasn't um, in my element and in my habits. You know, I kind of went from this really huge social environment of working and having a purpose So then taking in um, a different role, taking on a different role of of being mom. And that is great in and of itself, but also I lost a little sense of me. So after time, mentally, negatively went down this path, right? Where I was starting to find myself insanely irritable, having really, really, really poor food and fitness habits because I just couldn't find the time or energy to get myself to exercise. I was borderline depressed because I felt like I lost myself. And I just couldn't bring myself to get out of it. You know, there was a little bit of that fear in the, well, I was an athlete. This should be easy. Going to the gym shouldn't be hard. I shouldn't be scared. I should know what to do. And none of those things were true, right? Just because I used to in the past doesn't mean that it is easy now. So I had to really kind of have this like come to Jesus moment with myself that if I wanted out of this really toxic funk that I was in, I needed to do something about it. So I jumped into a fitness program, um, and a diet plan more or less and told nobody about it. I did it in my living room, in the privacy of my home for three weeks. 
because there, if I failed, nobody knew. And as you can guess, it went the opposite direction. I stayed consistent, promised myself I would have to try to make a change if I wanted to feel a change. And then after, you know, that challenge was done, not only physically did I see my body starting to react to what I was doing, but I was no longer needing my afternoon nap. I wasn't snapping at my kids so quickly. I was starting to find this like confidence that I had lost in this transition of life. And then it has just spiraled from there to where I wanted to show other people that it's possible. Like you can have this crazy world and be in a place where you doubt yourself and all of a sudden figure out how to get out of it just by moving your body and committing to something that's actually for you versus somebody else. And for me, that was health and fitness. So I became a coach, got my certifications, opened up our company and have just been doing it ever since. Thank you for sharing that personal side of it. I think it's helpful for people to hear the why sometimes, why you do what you do. So thank you for sharing that. And it's interesting because there are people like you and I, I was an athlete as well. And I I didn't realize this at the time, but playing sports, the aerobic aspect of sports and the exercise became a medicine for my brain. And there was a time where I stopped playing sports and no longer received that benefit because I just kind of took some time off and wasn't as active. Right. And I went to a very dark place uh, over a period of time. It didn't happen right away, but over a period of time. So I was getting that medicine, as I call it, through exercise. I stopped and then I saw an effect. So that happens to a lot of people. There's also a lot of people who haven't really had an exercise routine in their life. And so they never even really experienced the benefits of exercise. So they don't even know what is capable of, which I think right. is really interesting, right? right? There was a study that I like to reference a lot by Jim Blumenthal from Duke University, and he took a bunch of people and he had three groups of people, uh, one who just did aerobic exercise only, uh, one who took Zoloft and exercised, and then another group that was just Zoloft. And it was really interesting what he found. I would assume that the Zoloft and exercise group would work the best because you're getting like two antidepressants, the exercise and the Zoloft, but it was actually the exercise only group who performed the best in reducing depression. And there's a couple of different reasons for that. I think part of it is because I think that they're receiving the benefit of exercise, but then also they had almost kind of like this confidence that they could do it without medicine. So I think that led to some of the the outcome as well, but it's just really interesting. And so, yeah. so I advocate for exercise all the time and there's a lot of research behind it. And I know I know a couple of things to be true. I know that there are some people who, because of different physical limitations, they're not able to exercise or they have to exercise in a different way. I also know that there's a group of people who uh, exercise is actually become an unhealthy part of their life because their relationship with exercise. I completely understand both those things. But I'm still going to advocate, d- despite that, and those are kind of outliers and those need to be addressed in different ways. So outside of those groups, I strongly recommend exercise to everyone that I come in contact with, clients on this podcast, uh, anyone who I can talk to about it. And it's very it's a very specific type of exercise as well that uh, we'll talk about in a little bit if you want to get the most benefit for your mental health. But a uh, big advocate of exercise, I've seen a big difference in people who I work with. I've been able to experience the differences for myself. You know, I don't want to sound too dramatic here, but I think that exercise along with sports really has saved my life. I, I don't know where I'd be without those things. And so 
that's why I am so passionate about talking about it and advocate for everyone to to really take a look at their habits around exercise. Absolutely. And I think um, to go with that too, one of the really cool things, and which is why I'm kind of not surprised that exercise tended maybe to show a little bit of a positive, more positive impact than the combination of the two, as you said, is because it is more than just the antidepressant, right? It's the mm. doing something consistently, proving yeah. to yourself that you can show up every day. It's actually feeling your muscles get stronger, your body gets stronger, your aches and pains maybe go away a little bit. And then having this sense of accomplishment that you did something, right? Yeah. You did something. They did. This medicine didn't do it for you. You were the one that actually got up and made that change for yourself. So in addition to obviously like aesthetic changes that may or may not come, I think there's so yeah. many inter internal changes that can happen with exercise. And like you said, it doesn't have to be crazy rigorous, just moving your body regularly and taking that time for you. God, the mental health and physical health benefits are through the roof. Yeah. And you've mentioned a lot of, I'm just going to throw a few more out there and this is all well-researched, but increases in energy, more quality sleep, which we can all benefit from, mm -hmm. decreased symptoms and depression. There are components of exercise and the oxygen through exercise that even can heal the brain. Think about people who struggle with addiction. Exercise as a way to help heal the brain from addiction even. Helps you to cope with stress, self-esteem, as you mentioned, decrease in anxiety, that pride in those accomplishments, satisfaction in self, satisfaction in accomplishing things. Like it's, there's a lot to it, right? Yeah. And, you know, just blood circulation, something so simple yeah. that we don't think about every day, you know, being able to think more clearly because you're getting more oxygen and blood to your brain. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting to see how people's body reacts to exercise as well. I think some people exercise kind of as a recovery from their day. So it's the end of the day. It's been a stressful day. I'm going to go exercise. Right. Mine is more of a beginning. I begin my day with exercise and I don't know the science behind this, but when I exercise for the next like three or four hours, I have a, I have a boost of energy. Like, yeah. like on the weekends when I exercise, I exercise, I come home, I'm like mowing the lawn. Like I'm like frantic for like three or four hours because I just like, I feel like a superhero, like I can do anything. And some of that's probably biological. Some of that's probably just in my head. But exercise for me just gives me a, a tremendous boost of energy. It does. I mean, and you think about like, you know, you hear it all the time, your endorphins are flying. That's not just a saying, like your endorphins are actually flying. So that instantly can be a mood booster. But whether you do it at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day, one really cool thing about exercise is, especially when we think about how it relates to like our thoughts and our mental health is we tend to focus on what's in front of us, right? Mm -hmm. So you can go in just feeling groggy and in this like weird place, but you go in, maybe turn on some music, put the screen away and your focus kind of has to shift because you're about to go lift something heavy or you're about to go run or you're about to go mm -hmm. do whatever you're going to do that it kind of brings us into this moment of presence rather than thinking about all the other things that are going to happen before or after or happened yesterday yeah. or going to happen tomorrow. So it kind of brings this un- intentional focus. So if you're starting your day out like that, like, heck yeah, that's going to carry on because you started your day so clear, or that gives you a chance to wind down at the end of the day, maybe take some of those stressors out of it because you're just in tune in those 45 minutes, hour, whatever it may be. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said for accomplishing something early. 
there's a, a book that a lot of people read and, and cite called uh, Make Your Bed. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> in, in essentially, the premise of that book is like you make your bed because you're able to start your day accomplishing something. Mm-hmm. I think making your bed is a complete waste of time. So I don't do, <laughs> I don't do that. But my accomplishing something uh, typically, not every day, but typically is exercise. And that's something that I'm done. And, you know, no matter what happens throughout the rest of the day, I have this that, you know, have this accomplishment uh, that can give me a sense of sense of pride, really. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about how people can get the most benefit out of exercise. And then I would also like to talk about, you know, how maybe people can get started you know, we could just say, hey, exercise is great. Everyone go exercise. And I think that will provide people a benefit, but I, I want to be a little more specific, especially as it relates to mental health, because it's a mental health podcast. So here are a few things that I would like to just point out to people. If you want to get the, the most benefit out of exercise as it relates to your mental health, the first one, I think maybe one of the most important, according to the research, is just making it aerobic. And you want to get your your heart rate to 60 to 90% of its maximum capacity. And there's different ways that you can measure that. A lot of people use like heart monitors and watches and different things like that. And I think those are great. You know, I tell people as just a simple measure, when you get to the point where you're having difficulty having a conversation with someone, then you're at that point. That aerobic exercise, according to the research, is an antidepressant and has the greatest impact on mental health. And not to say, stop lifting weights and doing all those things because those there's a lot of research around the benefits of those too. But if you're exercising specifically for your mental health and, and wanting to make an impact on your mental health, make it aerobic. And then once you de- once you decide that you're going to make it aerobic, then you have to choose an activity. And you want to choose an activity that you enjoy because that will increase the chances that you'll continue this activity. Don't, don't choose something that you hate <laughs> because- exactly. Like, you won't do it. <laughs> yeah, like exercise, exercise, while it's not like amazingly fun all the time, like you should not dread going to exercise every time because you will probably, you'll either hate your life when you're doing it every time or you'll just you'll stop exercising. Right. Well, and I'll add in to that. So when we're talking about the aerobic side versus maybe the anaerobic, like you said, like lifting a weight is something that you have to do quickly. So it's going to pull from different energy stores than your aerobic, which takes from actual oxygen. So for those of you who are listening, if you're trying to think about what that might mean for you, think about something that you're going to do more long-term, more steady state. So going for a walk, going swimming, dancing, you know, something that's just, I mean, going outside and gardening, something that's just going to constantly kind of keep your heart rate in this place rather than doing a quick sprint. Right. So something that maybe is going to last longer than like two minutes or so is going to be pulling those exact energy stores from the oxygen that you're talking about, Jamie, that gives gives the most mental health benefits. So think long-term versus something quick and powerful. I also like to tell people to make exercise absorbing too. That's good for me when I'm running because while I like running, sometimes I like to forget that I'm running. And so just enjoying nature and being mindful about what is around you. I mean, I don't know where our listeners live. They were from, you know, they're from all over the world, but I live in Colorado where it's beautiful most of the time. And so it's really easy for me to kind of look around and get absorbed into the environment. And when I go on vacation, I love it because it's like a new environment to me. And I'm really stimulated by everything that I'm seeing, I'm smelling. You can also listen to your favorite music. 
You can listen to a great podcast, like the All in Your Head podcast, yeah. um, something something that just is absorbing and not necessarily just a distraction to your exercise, but something that also stimulates your mind and, and, and adds some of those positive chemicals into your brain. And I'll add to that because I hate running. <laughs> I'm polar opposite of you. If I'm running, I know darn well that I'm running. And let's be real. My run is a soft jog, if I'm being totally honest. But- also in Colorado, our springs and summers are gorgeous. And there's something about being outside that you might get a little bit more motivated to go for a long walk or go run. And it feels less painful because you have the fresh air, you have the sunlight, you have something that maybe you've been missing for a couple months. You're not stuck inside of a room. So just getting out and like really taking in all of nature, if not just for the scenery, but you're getting so many benefits just from being outdoors in addition to that. So I'm, I'm with you. Like it's, it's cool to get out and get lost sometimes, but there's even more than just the physical benefit of doing the activity sometimes. Yeah. And I call that stacking and I'm a big fan of stacking and stacking is essentially where you can add multiple benefits to one activity. And so let's talk about this for a second. If you're running outside, uh, you're obviously getting your exercise. If it's a sunny day, you're getting vitamin D3 from the sun and vitamin D3 is also an antidepressant. And there's a few ways that you can get vitamin D3, but the main way is from the sun. So you're getting that. If you're running with people, you're getting a human connection, right? You're getting that component. Absolutely. Um, if you're running to a destination, then there's a purpose attached to that. You know, what I'll tell the listeners is when you're choosing an activity for your mental health or just for your health in general, try to stack if you can. If you're going to spend this 30 minutes, 45 minutes exercising, how can you get the most benefit out of that time is what I always tell people. Absolutely. So we've made it very clear, I think, the benefits of exercise, right? And there's people who are listening that are probably thinking to themselves, well, shoot, I need to like get back into my habits of exercise. But I feel like there's a group of people who exercise has never really been a big part of the routine or they haven't exercised for a long time. And and they're maybe intimidated, afraid. And so for those people, as a physical trainer, as someone who is an expert in exercise and wellness, what would you say to those people? So the first thing that I'm going to say is I've been there. <laughs> I've, I've been there. Um, there's even times now as a professional that I will go through my ebbs and flows and take time off and have to reignite that motivation. It's not uncommon. The other thing I'll say is every single person you see who has been in the gym or who's made fitness a part of their life started somewhere. So already we got to get that like fear of judgment off the table, that comparison game off the table, because every single person you see started somewhere. And a lot of times that somewhere came with a deeper motivation, whether it be living healthier, um, wanting to look a certain kind of way, wanting to sleep better, all the benefits that we talked about. First and foremost, you got to think about what makes you want to do this. Mm. Do you want, do you want to lose weight? Do you want to put on muscle? Do you want to hop on a stage and do a show? Do you just want to keep up with your kids or your grandkids? I mean, you mm. got to find the reason first. Yeah. Secondly, I'm going to say, don't feel like it has to be an all or nothing game. You don't have to jump into this intense program and crazy diet and feel like if you fall off for a day, then you've completely lost it. That's not sustainable for anybody, right? We have to find things that make sense for our lifestyle individually. Jamie, what works for you is not going to work for me. What works for me is not going to work for my mm -hmm. husband. 
We have to find what works for us best. And a lot of times that comes with trial and error. I tell 100% of the people that I get to work with that we are going to, I'm going to start you at the exact same place as I'm starting somebody who's been doing this their entire life. And that's Mm -hmm. with fundamental movements, just getting your body used to moving regularly. Um, And a lot of that is looking at things like balance, Mm -hmm. looking at things like core control, right? Starting with the foundation. So that way you can feel your body start to make these changes and how they're impacting your day-to-day life, not just all of a sudden dropping 50 pounds and then three months later, putting it back on. And then obviously things get, things grow based off of your goals. So I guess we'll start there, right? Start with the basics. Don't feel like you have to jump in over your head. Find things you enjoy. Like you said, if somebody told me to run and that's how I had to be healthy, I would never do it, right? I would come up with every reason in the world not to. I had to find something that genuinely made me look forward to going most of the time, maybe not all the time, but most of the time, finding a buddy to do it with, finding an accountability partner that on the days that you're like, oh, I'm just really not feeling it. They can say, but we made this commitment. So let's do it anyways. Finding maybe a group that you can be involved in getting that sense of community, whether it be the gym or at your neighborhood park, whatever it Mm -hmm. is. Virtual is huge now because you can connect with people through the internet that have common connections um, that you don't maybe have to even leave your house for asking for help from a professional finding guidance. I know that for me, part of the reason why I didn't want to go was that gym intimidation, right? I felt like I knew what I should do. And then I would go and spend half the time walking around trying to figure out what the hell I should jump (laughs) into. Right. And then my hour's gone and I've done two things and I don't even know if those things were the right things. So finding somebody that can help give you a plan based off of what you want to do And that maybe we'll hold you accountable to it because the hardest thing is consistency. You have to do it regularly enough that it becomes a habit for you Um, and a healthy habit, not one that you feel like you have to do. Otherwise Mm -hmm. your life is over, but a healthy habit, one that you actually just incorporate into your lifestyle. So if that's working with a personal trainer, and I know some of my people are like, I have to see you twice a week because I know that's at least two guaranteed workouts that I'll get. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the rest of the week is going to look like, but I'm not going to stand you up. Sometimes we need that accountability, but if you do that for two weeks and then take two weeks off and then do it again for two weeks, you can see where I'm going here. It's going to take a lot longer to build that regular habit that we need to be into. So start small, you guys find something you genuinely enjoy. It can be as simple as just going for a walk. Promise yourself to get out, go Mm -hmm. for a walk for 20 minutes, three days a week. Do that for a couple of weeks, then maybe add 10 more minutes in then maybe revisit the idea of going to work with somebody, but don't make it more intimidating and harder than it has to be. Just get moving. Get moving. I always tell people, and I end a lot of my podcasts with keep putting in that work for your mental health. So for today's episode, keep putting in that work, which is exercise. (laughs) And so either keep putting in that work or start putting in that work as it relates to exercise for your mental health, you'll see a benefit for sure. And obviously check with your doctor and all those things to make sure you're you're healthy enough to exercise, you will see a tremendous difference in your life. Absolutely. So Gina, how can people find out more about you and, and what you do and, and services that you might offer? Yeah. So um, I have recently teamed up with the sports performance team at Inspire Health and Performance. So that's one way um, we can get in touch through there. If you do have a sports-related goal, obviously we can work on that. 
um, or just nutrition focused, whatever it is, we can get in touch that way. Um, I, like I said, I do have my own company, which is called Vantage Fitness and kind of funny that we're talking mental health and stuff right now, because that's where Vantage came from was all about our perspective and our mm. outlook going into this journey, health and fitness journey for a lifestyle. Um, so our website is actually vantage.fitness, no.com, just vantage.fitness. And then the last way I would say is through Instagram. Um, and that's just me, Gina.brosetta. Hopefully we'll give you some insight into my crazy worlds, but also be able to help you um, find that inspiration to get on your own health and fitness journey. Gina, thanks for taking the time and I also appreciate you being transparent about your own story and, and kind of what brought you, your why, what brought you to doing what you do. Yeah. I know you're helping a lot of people and keep up the amazing work that you're doing. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Jamie. You have just listened to the All In Your Head podcast. Learn more by following Jamie Glick on LinkedIn or by subscribing to the Mental Health Training Camp YouTube channel. If you are experiencing a mental health crisis, you can call now or text 988 to get connected to free confidential support. Thanks for listening.